there is this um, clean kind of glow to all the the ladies that we've talked about, the young actresses. I love that. I, I totally agree with that. There is sort of like this, like their their fishy scales are glowing under the water as it exactly. shines out to us. <laughs> That's what I got. And I guess, you know, the, we talked about movement. And so it feels like there's something about that with some of these comedians and like, uh-huh. you know, with a ballet dancer and just... There's a little bit of that sense of like motion, I'd say. Right. And li- Liza, you know, dancer there too. Exactly. And then also that sort of chameleon like um, able to like move through different changes in their lives. And then obviously, the most obvious one is that there are so many comedians that are Pisces, which I also yes. thought was kind of weird, right? I don't know if, how, if you thought so, but I just doesn't, I wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, if you're a Pisces, you must be a comedian, right? Like, like that's odd. Welcome to Coco Astrology, the Chocoholic's Guide to the Universe. I'm Jen. And I'm Kara. In this podcast, two soul sisters hailing from planet Earth were brought together by the forces of the universe. We're here to take you on an otherworldly adventure, delving into the mystical cosmos and unlocking the secrets of the zodiac. But hold on to your astral hats. That's just the tip of the galactic iceberg because we're doing it all while indulging in the ancient food of the gods, cacao. So buckle up, fellow earthlings. Grab your favorite bar. Because we're about to take you on a journey that will leave you craving chocolate and astrology like never before. Welcome to Coco Astrology. She eyes me like a Pisces when I am weak. <laughs> Very nice rendition of Kurt Cobain there, Cara. Yes, heart shaped box from in utero. I think yeah. 1994. Is that when it was from? Wow. Yeah, I mean that was the, that was the era. That was his era. The grunge, the grunge in yep. Seattle situation. <laughs> Rock that that hair, that stringy hair. Yeah, I think it's so cool that. That there are so many celebs that actually highlight their zodiac sign, and um, it really helps. I think the audience like really understand them under- more. You know what I mean? Like, Kurt is kind of reminds me of your triple Pisces. <laughs> exactly, and especially if you listen to the rest of the lyrics, where he says, "I've been locked inside your heart-shaped box for weeks. I've been drawn into your magnet tar pit trap. I wish I could eat your cancer when you turn black." Oh my gosh. That's perfect. Dark. Because, yeah, it's dark. And Courtney Love was cancer. So obviously yes. a little reference there for her too. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, is it a sexual reference? That's I'm not sure. what I want to know. Or if it's or like, like a love. I love you so much that. Uh... Or like maybe it's sort of like dark, like maybe they got dark together and, and he hated it when she was dark. You know, I could wish I could eat right. your cancer. Like maybe, she, maybe he wished she was more like a Pisces. <laughs> yeah, I wish you were a little bit deeper <laughs> into the hole, which was her band hole. Right, right. <laughs> well, so I guess this is the celebrity episode. Then is what you're I saying? <laughs> guess it is. Indeed, it is. Indeed. And last week we, of course, talked about the Pisces traits. We introed into Pisces season, and now we're into it with the celebs i'm excited to talk about this oh my gosh i didn't think there would be so many but a lot of dynamic and very interesting celebrities so and not just all you know actors definitely a lot of diversity there 
Oh, in for the sure. Fields. Yes, we'll get into it. But there are so many great ones. I'm very excited about this. And some people I just didn't expect to be Pisces. So um, yeah, fascinating. Very fascinating. And then you picked a chocolate bar today for a celebrity. So I'm excited to taste with you vicariously. I did indeed. Can't wait to tell you about it. But wait. Um, <laughs> but first, maybe some birthday shout outs. Um, since we're in Pisces, we did talk about all the people in our lives last week. But I just wanted to give a shout out to Rhonda, my mom, Aunt Jane, Megan, Yay, and Megan. my sister Erin. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so many. They're all like this week? Um, yeah, they're all between the 19th and the 26th. Wow. That's amazing. Well, happy birthday. All you bodacious babes. <laughs> yes, all you glowy fish. <laughs> yes. Do so you want to just dive in? Let's do Pun it. intended. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yes. Let's swim in the waters of celebrities. What did you find? How many little fishies did you get? Oh my gosh, there's so many, and I saved some for you because there's just too many to to name. Um, but I did find some very strong entrepreneurs. So Damon John from Shark Tank, we all know him from that. Yes, love him. And Steve Jobs, who uh, you know, Apple. inventor of Apple. Yes, so creative. I mean, his brain and just what what came out of it, right? He. He was a Pisces, so that's two for, like, creative entrepreneurship. Wow, um, and, yeah. Yeah, and then I found some mega pop stars that are really in right now. Um, Olivia Rodrigo, everybody mm, loves her. I love her, too. And she has a song, Vampire, so that might play into a theory coming up. And oh, Bad Bunny. <laughs> Bad Bunny, that's so cool. I didn't realize he was a Pisces. I love his song like it like that it like he does with as a collaboration with a few other artists oh my god it's so good i think i know that one oh. i don't know much but um bad bunny makes me think of donnie darko which is also dark so okay okay <laughs> we're getting here up with this darkness <laughs> and then jack harlow who's a white rapper that is really popular um yeah, I just find it interesting. There are these top streamed artists on the list that, mm -hmm. you know, Pisces, I think of kind of introverts or not people who would be like mega superstars in the pop world. Um, so I'm curious if you found any. Oh, for sure. I found a few. One that was my, one of my favorites is Rihanna, who, oh. I mean, she's just so amazing, has that reggae island background, but her voice is just such incredible range and mm -hmm. she sounds different in every song um like sometimes it just sounds like a smooth swooner and then other times she sounds like kind of rough and, and growly masculine yeah. yeah like it's really cool she's just badass and i really one of my favorite songs of hers that song i like the way you lie that she did with eminem mm -hmm. such a good one like i can listen to that song over and over again it's not exactly a feel-good song <laughs> yeah um because i feel like it's kind of a little bit about her relationship with chris brown mm -hmm. um and the way that there was kind of like a co-abusive situation happening there. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I also like how vulnerable and honest it is. So it's really like, it's really, she's just really raw. I agree. And her album, her album anti um, is so good. It has that song consideration. It has sex. I think it's called yes. 
sex with me is so amazing she says and then there's we did a dance um, to that one that was so good so good and love on the brain which is just really like beautiful that song is dope yes yeah so that album I just love I mean she just has so many styles like you mentioned so shout out to Rihanna I know so great and also can't forget to mention that she's like badass business person too the founder of Fenty um, lingerie I mean Mm -hmm. really cool and I love how body accepting she is she is one of the first people that came up with lingerie that really fits all body sizes um it's really cool anyway um more artists that i found that are very popular are camilla cabello she's like really hot right now i love Mm. love love her i think she's so cute um and justin bieber talk about a megastar oh the beebs the beebs yes and i actually really love him his music anyway um i think his i think you know as any troubled young you know star would be he's gone through some some things mm-hmm. like just it kind of reminds me a little bit of um you know the, the male the male side of britney spears <laughs> the male version I oh say. yes good point and yeah. he's definitely got a dark side that's for sure oh my gosh for real and then of course just a classic not not really like hitting the charts right now but Smokey robinson i mean just such a great all-time singer yes. so amazing right so smooth yeah one of the fathers of motown i feel like just amazing amazing lyrics and vocals yeah and erica badu another amazing i love her so much oh yeah she is the queen of is it neo soul i think that's the genre okay awesome yeah very soulful yeah speaking of soulful common who is just so Mm, fly also and just i love his positivity and just like the message he spreads and me too so good um and queen latifah who also just is a badass badass yes i love that who else did you find cara um i found of course some like well i have to say they're all beautiful but actresses (laughs) um (laughs) emily blunt uh love just love her she has such great wit and timing um ava mendez who we've brought up quite a few times because of ryan Gosling, Um, Rashida Jones, who is just also a producer and um, director and writer. Like she does it all. Daughter of Quincy Jones. So pretty amazing. Love it. Yeah. And Jessica Biel, who we also talked about because of Justin Timberlake. So that's just a few of the, the younger actresses. I mean, they're doing some great projects now, but I feel like it took a while for them to take off in their career. Mm-hmm. I definitely found I found a whole bunch of actors from some of my favorite TV shows, which I thought was kind of funny, like Jenna Fisher from The Office. Oh, I love her. Me too. And James Vanderbeek, who was Dawson from Dawson's Creek. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but I was yes. obsessed. Yes. Um, Eva Longoria, who was in Desperate Housewives. I love her so much. And she's mm-hmm. like, she's more of a producer and activist now, but she's just, I mean, she's so incredibly beautiful too. Um Connie Britton, who is oh. so good. She, I love her because I can relate with her. She's my age. She yes. was in Friday Night Lights, and I loved her in White Lotus. She's been in many other things, but she's, she's so good. She's such a great actress, like so good. And beautiful um, and just has mm-hmm. this like, I don't know, you feel like you want to know her. Like you want her to be your family or good friend. Yes. Or, I mean, she just seems like she would give you some great advice and <laughs> – Hold your hand through 
you know, yes, some trauma or something. So relatable, I feel like. I think that's why you feel like that because she just like really brings a real, real um, aspect to her acting. Like you really feel like the true, the character is true. It doesn't feel like it's like Hollywood made up BS. You know what I mean? She's such an honest fish. Yes. Exactly. Fisher, Jenna Fisher. Is an honest <laughs> fish oh yeah, that's funny. I never thought about that. People need to listen to The Office Ladies with Jenna Fisher and Angela, um, which is in her, in real life, her best friend from The Office. Um, they have a podcast together where they review Office episodes. And when we were first researching our podcast, I was listening to it for some tips. Oh, that's cool. I forgot they had a podcast together. She is um, a fellow Kai Omega, which is my sorority that I was in when I was in college. So oh. that's really cool, too. I didn't I didn't realize they were such good friends, though. That's cool. Another um, person I'd want to be friends with. Yeah, for real. And then the last actress I found was Lauren Graham, um, who was in Gilmore Girls and Parenthood. Also somebody mm. else who I feel like is super relatable. Very relatable. I loved her on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She <laughs> dated mm-hmm. Larry for a while and she was so patient and she seems like maybe she's really like that too. You know, yeah. she brought a little bit of herself to it. Yeah. Um, I found also one of the old classic actresses, Glenn Close, just so oh, fierce. And so fierce. So strong in her delivery. And you just, I don't know, I'd be a little intimidated by her, I think. If I'm yes. <laughs> Yes, she is badass actress for sure. And then um, I also found switching gears, Amy Tan, who's a writer, the Joy Luck Club. Like that was just an interesting oh, yeah. find. Um, I don't know a lot about her, but I just you know know that she's a very strong writer. And then some wild cards, um, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Um, Chelsea Peretti is a comedian. She's pretty funny. And Elliot Page. Um, so those are those are my finds. A few more that I found are Dakota Fanning. Love her. She's such a great actress. Mm-hmm. Um, John Bon Jovi. Obvious, with who, you know, everyone knows who John Bon Jovi is. And yes. Shaq, Shaq Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and Kurt Russell. We mentioned him before, of course, with Goldie Hawn. Yes. And Olivia Wilde, an actress who I just absolutely love. I think she's so good. She is. And she is a director, too, which I find a lot of these people wear multiple hats. I noticed that, too. Like, a lot of them are actually not even just multiple hats, but they're, like, producing or directing or, you know, they're kind of like the the one in charge as well, yes. which is kind of cool. I, I found that with many of these that we're going to talk about. Very chameleon-like Mm-hmm. very cons- adaptable personalities yeah, kind of shapeshifters maybe a little bit like the mythology that we heard about last week exactly that duality mm-hmm. hmm. so let's dive into the historical fishies because this is where i get very nerdy <laughs> <laughs> yes you do so tell me what you found sometimes nerdier than other times but I think this one you'll you'll agree you'll be like oh gosh are you still in Aquarius season you're still talking <laughs> um, but I'll try to go fast with a few of them so Elizabeth Taylor who you know just classic actress um beautiful just mm-hmm. oh you know, she's so strong so beautiful and my mom was like a huge fan of hers um and her like purple eyes you know what I mean those Mm. eyes are Mm -hmm. so rare they're so incredibly gorgeous diamonds white diamond (laughs) 
the commercials. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's really not afraid to she wasn't afraid to play an ugly role, which a lot of the time that's when actresses get the credit they deserve is when they step outside of their their shell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which sucks in a way, but <laughs> She was in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, which is a play by Edward Albee. And it, it's about a middle-aged couple that's basically, it takes the course over one night. And um, it's all about like this rivalry and this violent um, verbal abuse between the two of them. And it's just so well-written. I think there's a couple other characters in it too. But um, yeah, she plays Martha. And that was just such an amazing film, 1966. So yeah. I just love her. I do too. So many, she's been in so many movies that I can remember as a kid, um, you know, cat on a hot tin roof. Um, trying to remember some of the other ones that she was in little women, national velvet. Of course, that's one of her ones she was famous for that she did mm-hmm. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that's another little theme I'm noticing here that a lot of these, um, Pisces celebs were famous as children too. Um, Ooh. But anyway, um, yeah, I think she is just incredible. And my mom, like I said, my mom was a huge fan. And so I just remember seeing so many movies of hers when I was growing up. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Didn't you also find another classic actor? I did find a classic actor, which is Sidney Poitier. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like I mentioned him a little bit in the um, the cusp episode, but he was the first black man to win an Academy Award. He's such a classy guy. Um, I, and my dad was a huge fan of his. And so, again, grew up watching many of his movies, too. He's so, I mean, just so good. So classy and elegant and yeah, I think the movie he won for was L- Lilies in the Field, but he was also in The Heat of the Night, which won Best Picture, and that was such a good movie. And Call Me Mr. Tibbs, that's his famous line, right? Call Me Mr. Call Tibbs. Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh, he's so good. So good. Um, speaking of classy, well, this is another type of classy, but George Washington, <laughs> here comes the general. That's a line from it. Hamilton. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, you're hilarious. Hamilton's coming back. <laughs> and his right-hand man, boom. Um, so founding father, first president, commander-in-chief of the Continental Army, helped ratify the U.S. Constitution. I mean, I think we all know that he did a lot. Um, and one thing that my dad pointed out to me, it is interesting, like he was a slave owner, so let's mm-hmm. let's not beat around the bush there, but he was honest about it and he did right in his final days his desire to end slavery and you know he made the decision to free all his slaves like that he oh, owned in his 1799 mill. Wow. yeah not not condoning it or anything but just saying that like that was something i didn't know that my dad shared with me and um i think in hamilton he is depicted kind of as a someone a little bit more um of a figure to look up to than the other figures in history i would say that's really cool i i honestly didn't know that about him which is uh, a little bit more respect i have to say a little bit more yes and you know he he did do a lot i mean as the first president and um president's day acknowledges all of our our presidents in history but um you know definitely started on the on the right foot and i think john adams is the one they make fun of in, in hamilton so he right. was number two 
Right. <laughs> well, speaking of, you and I are recording on President's Day, um, which, like you said, was started kind of in honor of George Washington first. I mean, it's like you said, it's for all presidents, but um, it was, I think, started on his birthday, if I remember. So yeah. um, that's really cool. Which is my mom's birthday. So again, another hey. shout out. Yes. Cool. And I think one of your favorites who you'll talk about in a bit is also born on, was also born on that day. Awesome. Another really important figure in history that I found was Einstein. I mean, everybody knows Einstein, right? The Oh my gosh, yes. Theory of relativity, E equals MC squared. He was obviously a huge scientist um, of both modern and quantum physics. And what's interesting about him is he has one of my all-time favorite quotes, um, which is about the gift of fantasy has meant more to me than my talent for absorbing positive knowledge. And then he was also famous for saying imagination is more important than knowledge as knowledge is limited and perhaps is the basis for all knowledge. So I love this so much because I think um, that's so true. I think imagination is what sets the human species apart. And mm-hmm. I think science wouldn't be able to be science if, if scientists weren't able to like make a conjecture, make a theory, right? And then they have to prove that theory is true or not. And so they actually have to have those skills of imagination and fantasy in order to um to you know to actually discover science so i think that's like so apt of him and also so yeah and so perfect for pisces too right like you know obviously the dreaminess can Mm -hmm. lead to such genius so Mm -hmm. i think that's really cool Mm, yes and i see like why aquarius and pisces are at the end of the zodiac they i'm not to say they're the smartest right but there is something about um Mm -hmm the absorption of knowledge and like the depth of wisdom and like it's just they express themselves differently so I I don't know very cool find yeah right um and I wanted to add a couple of fun chocolate historical references oh cool yes please so we haven't had any of these in a while but Daniel Peter he was Swiss and he is known to be the founder of milk chocolate. Oh, really? Cool. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who decided if we put um, powdered milk in a recipe, um, it could create milk chocolate. Oh my gosh, that's so perfect for the chocolate that I picked today, which, you know, obviously we're not there yet, but that's really cool. I'm seeing a theme with these milk chocolate fishy bars. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> these creamy, dreamy. Exactly. Icies, yeah. Creamy, dreamy. And then Conrad van Houten was a Dutch chemist and chocolate maker, and he is revolutionary and innovative for his time. In 1828, he created the cocoa press, and the cocoa press um, really extracted cocoa mass mm, from cocoa right. butter. Yeah. So um, creating more of a powder. Okay. And so what we know is basically powder to make hot chocolate, right? So cocoa powder um, yes. and adding alkaline salts to it to remove the bitter taste and make okay. it more water soluble. So the resulting product is really Dutch processed chocolate. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yummy. That's amazing. I know. So two very like innovative, important people in history of chocolate. 
good for you with those finds, sister. I have to say, <laughs> Thanks. you do a good job of bringing in the chocolate historians. I think that's amazing. I jotted them down a long time ago just to make sure I remembered. Yeah, I love it. So, what about you? Any any others before we get into a big one we both share? Yeah. So, of course, Kurt Cobain, we mentioned him at the opening. He was the guitarist and lead singer of Nirvana. Um, he kind of made Generation X famous and, and grunge from Seattle with that kind of like um, dirty guitar style. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, of course, the flannel look that was, you know, it's actually kind of still popular today in some in some sex. So, um, but yeah, he died only at age 27 yes. from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. And um <sighs> interesting he snuck out of a drug treatment center to go home to shoot himself so he was and he had had earlier suicide attempts so he clearly um was ready to move on you know yeah he definitely had a darkness to him and um you could just feel it in the lyrics and his voice was so raw like it just you could feel the passion and the angst and all the things that we kind of talked about, like, yes. you know, when we talked about Pisces traits and yeah, it's just so sad to, um, when people get stuck in the darkness like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, these Pisces really, they go deep, man. So they're, they're going into the dark waters. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Might be a bit of a theory for me, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I know you do love the darkness. I have to say. Um, and then of course, when I ha- cannot, forget to mention is Ansel Adams, the famous photographer, Mm -hmm. Um, all the amazing, especially kind of famous for the black and white landscape photos that were so iconic. Um, And um, I mean, you could see a picture anywhere and you would immediately recognize his work. Um, And it's interesting because he still inspires so many photographers today and even videographers. I was actually just watching this online course on how to use your phone to um, do videos and, 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 even even though it wasn't even videos, they just brought him in and used some of his stuff as examples. So I just thought that was really cool. Yeah, great find. And of course, um, another one that I love is Harry Belafonte. Um, I grew up listening to him. Um, my dad was a huge fan, and my mom actually, and such an incredible singer and actor. Um, he started his career in nightclubs in the mm. Charlie Parker band, um, which yes. featured Miles Davis, uh, of course, Charlie Parker and Max Roach. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he, you know, went on to sing with many other legends such as Nat King Cole, but he was famous for bringing Calypso music to American audiences uh, with his banana boat song and that Deo song. Deo. Yes. Love Deo. (laughs) Me too. Who does it? It's like, it kind of just makes you happy and wants to want to smile, you know? And shake Sonora. Beetlejuice. (laughs) (laughs) I have a good tie to Beetlejuice in a bit. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, so yeah, he did obviously all kinds of you know, that sort of gospel folk bluesy style that, um, he was famous for. I just love him. And then another nightclub singer, actually Liza Minnelli, who is the daughter of Judy Garland. Nice. Um, uh, she obviously became famous through so many of movies that she did. Um, her breakthrough role was in sterile cuckoo, which got her an Academy award nomination, but she had so many more to follow like golden globes, Tony's Grammys, BAFTAs. I mean, she's definitely one to go down to the books. I think she won for Cabaret in 1972, which is just was an amazing performance. Yes. That yes. year was that was the same year as The Godfather. So you had some really good cinema. Yes. But Jen, Gosh, people I, I used kinda, to call me Liza. <laughs> I really I believe it because your style of singing it kind of reminds me of her. I I, I kind of want to watch that movie again, actually. It's I think so I, good. Yeah. 
yeah. and dark. Mm-hmm. But I love her. I think she's so classy. And then let's not forget, you know, just her, her dancing. She could. Yes. Oh, yes. Can't forget that, too. Yeah. Do some Fosse. She definitely could do some Fosse. So great finds, Jen. And, you know, what a great, great segue to nightclubs because we share mm-hmm. a common love for, I think, the biggest fish for us yes, <laughs> this season, exactly. the- which is Nina Simone. Oh, she's so incredible. And I'm feeling good. good. Da-da. Da-da. <laughs> Not the Michael Bublé version, everybody. Right, but right. That was good, <laughs> the too, original, I guess. The original. The original. But um, I did so, a lot of research on her, and her birthday is actually February 21st, which I found a lot of February 21st birthdays. Um, she is a cusp. So she actually is that cusp of sensitivity that we were talking about. Yes. Um, just a fascinating woman, like raised in North Carolina, went to Juilliard. Uh, she was denied admission to a school in Pennsylvania. Um, and she attributed that to, to race. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, it kind of started this wave for her, you know, she was playing in the nightclubs, trying to make money, she actually changed her name to Nina Simone to disguise herself from family members um, because she grew up, you know, in the church. And so she was playing the devil's music. Um, and you can hear that in her voice, that like raw, like kind of mm-hmm. um, protesting. She's very uh, challenging of the norm, right? Of, you know, what's traditional. And I just think that she has so much to say for people of color, for, um, in terms of race. And she really was a civil rights activist. I mean, that song, Mississippi Goddamn, do you know that one? I don't know that one. Oh, it's dark. It's deep. Uh, you got to listen to it, but it, it's a song that was about the bombing of the 16th street Baptist church in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, and it was boycotted in a lot of States because okay. of, right. Because, because of, of her, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really, she, she definitely, definitely had a dark side. <laughs> like she did. I mean, but she embraced it. And I think that's, that was what her made her music. I think more soulful. Yeah. I read that she used her art as a weapon against depression. And so, you know, even though like her career started to slow down a little bit as she kept releasing these songs that were challenging society and, um, you know, she was a feminist. She actually, she was bisexual. Um, she was oh, in- interesting. Did you yeah. know that? I did not know that. That's really cool. Yeah. She was in an 11 year relationship with her husband, who was also her manager. Um, he, it, it was pretty abusive. I know that. Okay. And so she left her wedding ring at home when she went to, escaped to other countries. She went to Liberia, Switzerland. She spent time in France till she died there. Um, you know, playing still in nightclubs and venues, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, she had relationships with women. So, and it's documented like letters and. Yeah, that's cool. I think a lot of that, um, in the past wasn't as out in the open as it is now, right. Because it wasn't accepted in society, but I love it when, there is these documented cases where it's like they didn't, weren't necessarily hiding it. They just didn't make it public because, mm-hmm. it, you know, because of that, because of the fact that it wasn't accepted. Yeah, I think that's true because, you know, we're learning. I mean, especially when you watch it through film or adaptations, like 
they do tend to reveal that to us now. Like we're, we see those patterns, like, mm-hmm. like the hours, you know, the movie, the hours. Um, yeah. But she went on to record more than 40 albums and we know her as like a jazz vocalist. Her voice, right. is just so mm. powerful. So powerful. So good. So good. I just, I could listen to her for hours and hours. So good. I mean, kind of masculine too. Like we were describing Rihanna. Um, yeah. I didn't even know, you know, I was like, what does this woman look like her? Who is this? When I first heard her, I just heard a song before I saw her face. Right. So I just didn't know who I was listening to. And I was like, I've never heard anything like this in my life. Um, and I was in yeah. my young twenties and I was like, damn, this is deep. <laughs> But she, she really can belt, she can wail. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I did read that she was diagnosed with bipolar. It took her 20 years to even receive that diagnosis. She had a lot of mood swings um, or what was labeled as mood swings. And so it's pretty interesting. I mean, she had to battle that, you know, her whole career while she was dealing with racism and, you know, people putting down her her style and just who she was. And I think that, um, I don't know, mental health. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. That's another thing that just wasn't as, um, I don't know, I, I want to not accept it isn't quite the right word. It's more like they just wasn't as well known. Mm-hmm. How Transparent. Men- right. Yes. People, there just wasn't as much research, I think, um, in general on mental health. So, um, wow. That's, I mean, it's no surprise though to me. Um, just considering her music, right. She had so I many know. amazing songs. What were some of your faves? Well, and for a period, I actually was was writing some songs. I don't know if I ever shared them with you, but one was called Color Me Red, and it was very much in tribute to Nina. Like, I was trying to do it in her style. Oh, that's um, so cool. I did know you were writing some music, but I didn't realize. I think it's so cool when we're doing something artistic that we get inspired by somebody else. I do the same thing when I'm writing. Like, if I read a really good book, I'm like, oh, so inspired Mm -hmm. to kind of write. And if you can kind of write, emulate their style – eventually your own style kind of comes through, right? That's yeah. kind of what I found. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't get there quite yet because I never put, I, I had my mom's partner at the time transcribe the music into sheet music. Um, but yeah, I never played it or sang it really in front of people. So maybe, cool. maybe later. <laughs> yeah. You still have it. We should, we should produce it. There are so many tools now. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I, you know, now I'm into just, uh, singing the songs and, and imitating people, but <laughs> right. Hanging out on the podcast with me and singing music from your favorites. <laughs> I know that can't get any better than that. Um, <laughs> But Sinnerman, of course, great song. Um, I Want a Little Sugar in My Bowl is one of my go-to karaoke songs. And Nobody's Fault But Mine. So powerful. Yeah. So, so many good ones. I really, I mean, of course, um, Feeling Good is one of my all-time faves. But I really love to, I Put a Spell on You. Mm -hmm. um, And To Love Somebody, such a good one. Uh, Yes. I mean, and then, of course, I Ain't Got No um yes yeah it's like just a, a really great one anyway so, so many good ones we could go on and on going back to hair ain't got no was in hair the musical oh it was that's right that's so cool um ain't got no freedom i love that ain't got no <laughs> oh no sorry right no you can't help yourself i'm surprised you haven't sung yet <laughs> And I also just wanted to quickly mention a couple more. Johnny Cash and Lou Reed are also Pisces. 
Oh, very, very dark. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I love Johnny Cash, though. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with the Johnny Cash song, you know? Oh my gosh, you, it's so true. Like, if you are just kind of in a weird, eclectic mood, put on some Johnny Cash. It really will, it just really is an awesome way to just like, I don't know, almost like change your perspective, almost. Or if you want to scare some people away from a party, like, you know, it's like <laughs> not the right vibe if you expected like a dance party or something. Yes, yes. I love it. That's hilarious. Um, but I also have to ask you, Cara, I mean, you mentioned all these dangerous Pisces last time. There's got to be some historical dangerous ones, right? Yes, I was trying to uh, hide from these uh, these killers, but um, killer clowns. <laughs> well, actually, one killer clown for real because John Wayne Gacy Jr. um, used to dress up as a clown for young boys and I don't even want to talk further but um, he is one he was a Pisces and oh my gosh so I was right about the evil clown (laughs) yeah you were and Richard double Pisces Ramirez I guess that was like his nickname so that's pretty interesting a double not a triple interesting okay Um, Eileen (laughs) Wernos to the movie Monster that Charlize Theron plays. Um, she oh, that's the okay. character she plays. Got Osama it. bin Laden. Oh my gosh, um, Osama! Wow, BTK killer. I I don't know much about them. I forget, but I don't know if I want to. And then a, a couple more, but I'll stop there. <laughs> so the list goes on and on. So okay, that's so interesting. Again, I would have not guessed that was the case for Pisces, but. I mean, I guess they're deep. They're deep and secretive, and I guess that's what makes them a little dangerous. Yeah, and apparently escapists, and that was kind of the article's pitch, was like oh. they they can escape into almost like that other fish side, right, of that dual yes. nature. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right, the shape shapers that escape. Well, this time they're escaping into the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> more like Darth Vader. <laughs> Wonder if he was a Pisces too. Oh my gosh, we should look into that. And uh, yeah, you Pisces, tell us tell us what you think about this. I love it. Well, who are your favorites? I know we say we both saved some of our favorites to talk about. I want to know what your who yours were. Oh yes, these are some fun ones. They're actually comedians mostly, or they have a lot of humor within them but they also have a dark side of their sense of humor so continuing on that dark road um (laughs) jordan peele who is so amazingly talented he um do you know who he is i do yes i agree he is from key and peele right the sketch comedy show which is one of my favorites um also the director of get out and us and scary comedy horror movies so more psychological horror, um, but just yeah. so talented. Such a creative mind, I think. But he, he must think so differently. <laughs> yeah, and he, he actually received the Oscar for Best Original Screenplay for Get Out in 2017. Um, he has family that were spies during the American Revolution. Oh. Um, he's part of the Woodhull family. So I found that really fascinating, too, of like, yeah, secretive spies. Right That's cool. That's perfect for Pisces. It's in his DNA, even. Yeah, he's just, he's really a hoot. So um, Key and Peel is one of my favorites. And then Wanda Sykes, who is oh, to Wanda die so for great. funny. Oh my gosh. She tells it like it is. I love her sass. And she was first recognized for her work as a writer on the Chris Rock show. So um, two writers and comedians here. Um, and she cool. won the Primetime Emmy Award for that. 
and she's married to a lady and I love that I love it that's awesome that's very cool she has a great special on Netflix where she talks a lot about the pandemic and transitioning from COVID and it's it's just really good yes Um, I've seen that. that out it's really good it is good nice um, and going down the funny road, a little bit lighter in sense of humor, but John Ham. Oh, yes. Yep. Such a handsome man. <laughs> uh, um, I mean, he played a dark role, right? D- Don Draper on Mad Men, which is just so fabulous. He's also received accolades for that. But he originally was an eighth grade drama teacher. Um, oh, interesting. I did not know that about him. He is very handsome, by the way. I think he's got yeah. this classic sort of chiseled face and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and a deep voice. And uh, apparently he's had lots of tragedy in his family. Um, he lost his mom and dad by the age of 20. So uh, I don't know. I know I'm going with the dark notes here, but um, <laughs> but it kind of goes with the theories, right? So right. <laughs> He's an interesting one, but I hear he's a really great guy. He does a lot of comedy. Um, He doesn't take himself too seriously. So I like that about him. And then my last favorite here is Catherine O'Hara, who, oh my gosh, she is the best in Schitt's Creek as Moira Rose. Like everybody loves her. She, she's so many memes, people's memes. Um, Mm -hmm. So eccentric. So, uh, I mean, she comes from the world of improv, so she was on in Second City in Chicago with other greats like Amy Poehler, and yes, um, and just has played so many great characters, and definitely the dark side of humor because she's in Beetlejuice, um, you know, a lot of Tim Burton movies. She's also in yeah, Christopher Guest movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's great. Um, it is interesting because you definitely do a you love the dark side and also the comedians, right? I know. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. And but I will say your list is as usual a little bit eclectic. It's interesting that um, the people that you really are attracted to. I think it's cool. I think it's really yeah, cool. Thanks. And I mean, if you just watch all these folks do their thing, I mean, they're just you know, they all have this like wit to them and their timing is so key and facial expressions. And um, one funny trivia before we pitch it to you is that Wanda, John Hamm and Catherine O'Hara all were on Curb Your Enthusiasm. And, you know, he gets, he gets such greats on that show. So that is really cool. Lots of Pisces on that show. That's interesting. Yeah, he's a cancer, so I guess it works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Comedy just flows out. That's- what about you, Jen? Did you also choose some dark characters or a little bit lighter? <laughs> I think mine are maybe a little bit lighter, maybe the opposite of that. Um, I mean, some of them may have had some dark parts, but for the most part, uh, very light and positive, which I'm usually attracted a little bit more to. So um, the first person I chose was Drew Barrymore. I love her so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, who doesn't know Drew, right? She was, of course, um, on E.T. as um, Gertie. And um, she's obviously been in so many shows and movies. Um, the Wedding Singer is one of my favorites. Um, obviously, she now has her own talk show. Her mm-hmm. dad, for those people who don't know, John Barrymore, who's an actor. And her godfather is actually Steven Spielberg. Um, so it's no surprise in a way that she was cast in E.T. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but her career began when she was only 11 months old in a dog food commercial. So, um, I thought that was kind of funny. 
Um, and she was sort of famous for being a, a major partier in her youth. Like, you know, mm-hmm. even before she was a teenager, she was seen at Studio 54 and she um, emancipated herself at only 15 years old. Oh, wow. Um, I know. Kind of an interesting, cool fact about her is that she's is the youngest host to ever host SNL. Saturday oh, Night Live. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. So another tie to, to comedy in a way, because she she has such a, a youthful yes. presence, not just because she was young there, but um, just in her her spirit. Like she just has this great uh, go with the flow energy that's, you know, anyone would want to be friends with her, I think. I agree. I agree. I think I really relate with her on that level. Like I really find her youthful energy to be inspiring and it, she's just so positive all the time you know what I mean like she has mm-hmm. had a couple of dark roles but and has been through some difficulty obviously in her past but I think she's I love how she's sort of um been able to process some of that and has become like a you know a director mm-hmm. um you know producer and now with her own talk show host it's really pretty cool so all these people are some badass bosses here right even- I know they have independent projects too. Um, it just yes. seems like they all have this talent that's multi-layered. Yeah, it's like they're not—they're not afraid to just go and do different projects for different things. I think it's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, another one that I found that I really, really love is Ansel Elgort. I don't know if you are familiar with him. He is such a babe, I think. <laughs> but he's—he's he's a young man. Um, he's in his twenties now. And- <laughs> He was in the movie Baby Driver. Did you happen to see that movie? Oh, yes. I, he was great, and it's a great soundtrack. And John Hamm's in that. Yes, yes. And that is a fantastic soundtrack. In fact, the soundtrack is so good. I actually read later about that movie because I was obsessed with that movie when I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually choreographed the whole entire um, screenplay around the music. So they oh, actually, so it was, cool. I know it was very incorporated into their entire production and acting of the whole entire thing. So um, if you have not seen that movie, go see it. He's, but he himself is super, super talented. He was actually named after um, Ansel Adams, fellow Pisces oh, that we talked yes. about. I thought that was really cool. His dad is a famous photographer, worked for Vogue and his mom um, was an opera singer and director. And so he himself is super musically talented. So it's no surprise that he was in that, you know, amazingly musically um, intricate musical movie. Um, mm-hmm. But he's also a ballet dancer. Oh, um, that's cool. Isn't that cool? So anyway, he is just super like, I saw him once on Jimmy Fallon. I think it was right after baby driver. And I was like, immediately like, Oh my God, I could tell he just was so multi-talented and he has this sort of presence about him. Maybe it's the ballet and him that like gives him the sort of confidence in the major, like kind of statuesque, um, mm-hmm. you know, presence that I just think is so handsome. So, mm-hmm. well, I want to listen to the soundtrack again and I want to uh, dance with him, I guess. I know you do want to dance with him. He's, he's amazing. Um, so anyway, Let's I see that you... plie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. It does kind of make me want to watch that movie again. I really, really loved it. Um, who else and did you a, find? Oh, yeah, sorry. a few others well, are Quincy, Quincy Jones. I mean, I love, love his music. I grew up with him. My dad was a huge fan. And mm, um, he, like, multi-Grammy winner. And not only that, he's produced so many other artists that I... <laughs> yes, exactly. We know because many of I'm them. bad. <laughs> he's so, so He's amazing. He's amazing. And his daughter, Rashida, is a Pisces we yeah. talked about. Totally. I thought that was cool too. So, um, 
And then Bruce Willis, I mean, who doesn't know Bruce as well? Um, I discovered him on one of my favorite shows, Moonlighting TV shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but he also is in Die Hard, like who has not seen Die Hard. And um, for those of you who haven't been following him, he actually has dementia now. And um, there's, he's been featured a few times on Instagram that I've seen where Demi, his ex-wife, um, has been so supportive and has been there for him to help his family like Aww. deal with what's going on with him. So I thought that was really cool that she's still involved in his life and with his family. Yeah, that really is. And it's, it's sad. I know he has, he's taking a break, right. From show business. Absolutely. I mean, he seems like he's actually in some of the late stages of dementia, which is so interesting for someone his age. I mean, he's fairly young for that, I think. So yeah, um, that's gotta be really difficult for everybody in the family, but they seem to be handling it so well. Um, so I, you know, at least, at least they seem to seen, um, I've seen a few interviews and posts on Instagram. So anyway, mm. it's pretty admirable. Cause that's a hard, like if, if you have had anybody in your family that's ever had dementia or, um, Alzheimer's, like that's a really hard thing to deal with. So, um, Ugh. cause, cause you feel like you're like losing the person's personality while they're still here. And that's just, that's, it's just like such a weird thing to, to kind of be confronted with. Right. Yeah. Well, hopefully he's, he's having some good dreams and like channeling his, his, uh, imagination. As yeah. So. Yes. Yes. I hope yeah. so. And then one last person I got to mention is Chris Martin. I am obsessed with Chris I think he is such a babe first of all <laughs> and I am seeing a trend I'm I like, know I know I can't help myself um but it, you know what it is about him is his energy he has um just such positive light to me and mm-hmm. I actually was never really a huge Coldplay fan for those of you who don't know he's the lead singer of um Coldplay and ex-hubby of Gwyneth Paltrow um I was never that big of a fan until I went to their concert and then I was like hooked because yeah. his energy on stage is unreal. It is mm-hmm. unreal. It's so incredible. And it made me such a fan. And now I just love him like, and Coldplay and, and the music and everything. <laughs> well, you can't deny the the talent and how catchy the songs are and how, yeah, melodic and yes. I mean, that, that Fix You song. Like, if you try oh, so hard, so I mean, I've cried to those songs probably because they were in Glee. <laughs> But, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, d- definitely. And Gwyneth was on Glee. Um, but uh-huh. it just really, you know, they really do have an emotional connection, I think, to their music. So I agree. Makes sense. Very Pisces-like, right? <laughs> Very good. Fine, Miss Jen. <laughs> well, speaking of these uh, Pisces traits, have there any theories that you have discovered and like any trends that you or patterns you've seen? Well, I probably mentioned them already as we've been talking. Definitely that tendency towards um, the darkness. I mean, unfortunately, some of it is is really haunting, like Kurt Cobain and just some of the um, the folks that we lost tragically. Um, yeah. So I, I would say that's that's one area. And I kind of went down this rabbit hole, of, like trying to find. I was like, okay, Kurt Cobain, Chris Martin, all these people, even though they had kind of different energy in their songs, they were, I mean, they're just a little bit, um, the music's depressing in a way. I mean, doesn't right. mean that the actual arrangement is in or the sound, but like the lyrics, right, can be a little bit tragic or sad. Yeah. So I thought, why not look up all of these like sad guys, you know, like um, 
the Counting Crows lead singer, Dave Matthews, but they didn't fall in the theory. So I had to ex, ex nay on that one. Um, but I guess I just, the only one that I would say is that the women, I mean, no offense to the men, but the women <laughs> just all have a glow to them that we've talked about. Like, and it's probably not, I mean, all celebrities kind of are attractive, right. To the, um, yeah. based on symmetry and all that. But I just think like, there is this um, clean kind of glow to all the the ladies that we've talked about, the young actresses. I love that. I, I totally agree with that. There is sort of like this, like their their fishy scales are glowing under the water as it shines exactly. out to us. <laughs> That's what I got. And I guess, you know, that we talked about movement. And so it feels like there's something about that with some of these comedians and like, uh-huh. you know, the ballet dancer and just there's a little bit of that sense of like motion, I'd say. Right. And Liza, you know, dancer there too. Exactly. And then also that sort of chameleon, like um, able to like move through different changes in their lives. That was one thing that I kind of noticed. I've already kind of touched on a, a little bit earlier that I, I discovered that it seems like a lot of these um, Pisces were famous as kids as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so they were like famous kids and they also seem to like have issues because of that. So maybe they were caught up in depression or uh. drugs or something like that. That seemed to be a kind of a theme as well. Even if they weren't necessarily famous as kids, that drug and depression thing, um, to me, like seemed to be kind of a trend too. Yeah. I can see so, that. Yeah, I found that too. And then obviously, the most obvious one is that there are so many comedians that are Pisces, which I also <laughs> yes. thought was kind of weird, right? I don't know if, how, if you thought so, but I just doesn't, I wouldn't necessarily think like, oh, if you're a Pisces, you must be a comedian, right? Like, like that's odd. I wonder about that in terms of um, their writing and how they prepare to mm. present their comedy. Because like some people are more... Um, on the cuff, improvisational, I guess Catherine O'Hara is, but I wonder if, if they really like keep, they're very precise and, you know, take the time to study what kind of intrinsically before they execute, like maybe that's a skill. I agree. And there might be something too, like in touch with that darker side that they can make funny. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We didn't mention a couple other um, comedians include Chelsea Handler um, oh, Rebel yeah. Wilson, and you already mentioned so many, but even some of the actors that we mentioned, like you mentioned Bruce Willis was kind of funny, Rob Lowe, mm-hmm. Jenna Fisher, like a lot of these have a funny side to them, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can, I love all of them. I, I think they're all pretty funny. Folks yeah. Show. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, me and my R&B um, musicians I'm a huge <laughs> fan of them but I noticed that there was a, quite a few of them a little bit more on the kind of the bluesy side or a little bit more on the um you know in touch with their soul so to speak like you know obviously we mentioned Quincy Smokey mm-hmm. um Harry Belafonte Erica Badu obviously Nina right like um and the other thing I noticed is they were all super educated in their music like it wasn't oh, yeah. just like oh, I wrote this and became famous. They were like all like studied the music. Like they went to like prestigious schools and like, you know, studied all different kinds of things as it relates to music. So I thought that was really interesting too. That is, ooh, I love this. Great theories, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, I always love that part of it. It's and like, what are killers. The right? <laughs> and the killers. We forgot to mention those. <laughs> the dangerous side. 
or yes. the the tendency or draw towards danger because Jordan Peele he must he must have a little bit of an obsession with these these uh I agree scary themes and um characters so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no I do well let's get a little lighter and go into our <laughs> chocolate shall we <clears throat> Let's do it. And speaking of, I did happen to pick a little bit of a lighter chocolate today. I'm sticking oh. with the dreamy, creamy side. Yes, perfect. <laughs> and it's a 30%, a 38% uh, milk chocolate bar from Hawaii. I know you're shocked I chose a Hawaiian chocolate, oh. but I mean, I'm here, right? I have access to some amazing Hawaiian chocolates. So this particular maker is Pono Chocolate. Mm. And I haven't heard of them. Yeah, they have the most incredible packaging. It's so incredibly beautiful. Like when you see the pictures on Instagram of this bar, I mean, it is so pretty. It's like this bright red with tropical Mm. like plants on it. And the bar that I chose is a dragon fruit and black lava salt bar. Ooh, that sounds so interesting. Right. And um, obviously the sea salt is perfect for Pisces, but since this is the year of the dragon and it just started mm-hmm. Pisces season, I thought that would be kind of perfect. They, um, they are actually owned by two women, Jen and Jan. Great name. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I thought it was cool. This chocolate is blessed by a local kahuna, which is um, basically a shaman or a medicine person in the Hawaiian culture. Perfect. A so. Pisces profession. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and um, what's really kind of cool is that inside each bar, there's they have like a little um, like a little piece of paper like that comes out that has the wisdom on it. So the I, the, I think their tagline is, see what wisdom lies inside just for you. Mm. And basically it has a, a different Hawaiian proverb on each one. So it's in Hawaiian language, which I thought was really cool. And February by the month is the month of, it's Hawaii language month. So that was kind of cool too, right? It seems like sometimes when we pick the bars, we don't realize like how many tie-ins there are to what's currently happening. And that just feels, yeah, it feels mystical. It feels right. Totally. It feels like we're, it's just synergistic and uh, like the universe is in like a little dance with us as we're doing this, you know. See what wisdom lies inside just for you. Sung by Chris Martin to Jen. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like he would sing that line. I think, I feel like he would too. Um, And just a little bit more about dragon fruit in general. If you have not had dragon fruit before, it's this amazingly beautiful fruit. that's Mm -hmm. like kind of got this white fleshy inside with little seeds and um, they say it has a flavor mixture of like sort of a kiwi and pear. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which, which I love. There's like lots of different kinds of dragon fruit actually, but it's known for helping the heart. It's got lots of vitamin C, E, magnesium and iron and mm. um, pretty cool. Pretty dang cool. I have to say. So, Speaking of antioxidants, bloobs. <laughs> right. Right. I think we're on a, th- on a theme here. So, I think so. Um, so anyway, the reason why I thought this would be a good bar um, for Pisces, I had to pick one celeb, right, that it goes well with. And I did, I did have to say an honorary mention for Laura Graham, who I mentioned earlier. She's actually from Honolulu. Okay. Um, so I had to mention her, but this bar is really chosen for Drew Barrymore. Aw, perfect. Because she has a bearded dragon lizard as Aww. a pet. Isn't that cute? And the, the lizard's named Jeremy. And 
Um, on her show, she's often featured this pet of hers, and many celeb guests have honored this um, this <laughs> Jeremy, her, her little dragon lizard. They've done different things, like Nate, um, Nate, what's his name from? I forget the like. He's the guy who like does home decorating. He like you know created like a little like oasis for this lizard. Um, but what I thought was really cool is John Legend was on there once and serenaded Jeremy. <laughs> That's cute. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? But the other thing that's cool about bearded dragons is they are actually one of the only species of lizards that can change color. So I thought that was cool. They're changeable like a Pisces. And they're also capable of swimming. They can hold their breath up to two minutes. So um, I think that's really cool. And they they can sense movement behind them as well as in front of them. They have this parietal eye. So they're kind of like bi-directional, kind of like a Pisces to Pisces going in different directions, right? I thought that was just so cool. Jen, wow, how ideal for our sign, really. And Drew Barrymore, too. I mean, she was also in that movie, Fifty First Dates. Didn't it take place in Hawaii? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. So there's another one. Another one. It's just meant to be. It's meant to be. And you can always do honorable mentions. I feel like Laura Graham, well-deserving of this bar. Totally, totally. All right, so I'm ready to hop in. Yes, I can't wait. And I also am curious about the color. Like, does it, does the black lava sea salt and the dragon fruit affect the color of the bar? So it definitely just looks like a, an average kind of like milk chocolate bar. You can tell it's milk or maybe a little darker than like a Hershey's obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, there is. Okay. So on the back side of the bar is where the salt is. So there's like all these beautiful little flecks of black salt. Oh yeah. That's so hot. I'm going to. I know. So I'm going to put that part on my tongue so I can really taste that salt. Um, and breaking it open. Mm. So it looks like there's actually little dried pieces of dragon fruit in okay. here. Like rather in the than, actual mix? Yeah, rather than it being like a powder. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at the ingredients and it does say dragon fruit. It doesn't say powder dragon fruit. So, um, mm. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Oh, wow. Oh, I want one. <laughs> mm. Okay, so the salt definitely it make, really makes it for me because otherwise I think it would be too like milky for me, but the salt really cuts it. So it tastes like yeah. it can really bring it, brings out the sweetness of the chocolate. Is it mm. um, smoky? Like the black lava sea salt, does it add kind of a smoky flavor? Is it more? Not like- really. Not really. It adds like a, um, it's almost like a sweeter salt, if that makes sense, okay. which is weird, but that's what it tastes like to me. And All then right. um, you definitely, I'm definitely getting notes of um, like a right, uh, like a red fruit in the back of my tongue, like from the, from the chocolate, not the dragon fruit. Mm-hmm. So um, does it say where the beans are from? Are they from Hawaii? They are from Hawaii. Yes. Okay. Yep, they are from Hawaii. And what's really kind of cool is that it uses organic milk. Um, and it says organic cacao beans, organic full cream um, milk. So they're, it's basically using organic ingredients mm-hmm. all the way across. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that would bring a, it together nicely, like a harmonious bar. But then having those bits of dragon fruit 
I'm sure every, every taste is a little bit varied, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's almost like a little bit of a chewiness when I get to that dragon fruit, but it, you can still let it melt in your mouth before you start chewing. Like there is sort of like a little bit of a um, temptation to bite instead of letting it melt, but you can let yeah. it melt, melt first and then kind of chew on the dragon fruit. And the dragon fruit is really good. It kind of reminds me of mm, like a better tasting raisin, <laughs> if that makes yes. sense. And smaller, like there's like really, they're these really small pieces of dragon fruit. Tart, would you say? Like a little tangy and tart. Um... Yeah, but not like, so not like super tart. Like, um, mm, I was going to paste it some more. Like a raisin is a basically a dried grape, right? So is that what you're getting? It's like a grapey note? Mm hmm. It's not a grapey note. It's just more like the texture is a little bit like a raisin. Okay. If that makes sense. The texture is more like a raisin, but the flavor is more like, um, I would say kind of like maybe a, a tiny bit tart. Like I think that description of key, between kiwi and pear is pretty accurate. Like there's mm -hmm. um, there's a little bit of a kiwiness um, note for sure, I would say. So you know how, you know how kiwi has that sort of like, um, I wouldn't quite, quite call it tart, but it like kind of like, like the back of your taste buds and your tongue kind of like light up. It kind of mm -hmm. does that. Some people don't like that because of the texture. So because it's mm. dried, you don't get that like slimy. Yeah. There's no sliminess. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Mm. It's so good. So good. Oh, I love the combination. Cause I'm not like you, a milk chocolate fan or number one fan. So I would, I would certainly like some inclusions to balance that out. And I just think it's really dynamic and just Drew Barrymore and Jeremy would appreciate it. I think they would. Jeremy would probably eat it all up. <laughs> I don't oh know what Blizzard's going to have chocolate, but that's something we should look up. <laughs> he would take it underwater and hold on to it for two minutes and then it'll be gone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Ah, well, are you ready for some fun trivia to continue this celebrity theme? I'm excited. Yes, let's get to it, sister. All right. So my trivia question for you today is called Ninana. Oh my gosh, I love this. And it's a combination of Nina Simone and Rihanna. Rihanna? Yeah, awesome. That's yep. what I was guessing. <laughs> so I'm going to give you several clues and you're just going to identify if the clue relates to Nina or Rihanna, or both. So you could ah, choose to say both, or you could cool. say Ninana. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. This is awesome. Because I did find they have some very close similarities with a few things, and so it will be interesting. I try not to make it too hard, but you know me. That's so cool. I love this. Um, and we already talked about how much they kind of remind us of each other, so uh, this is going to be fantastic. All right. So are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Let's get to it. Okay. Real name is Eunice. Ooh. I'm going to guess that is Nina. So yeah. You got it, girl. The Ooh. real name for Rihanna is Robin Fenty. Okay. Oh, that's why Fenty. Oh, yep, that's cool. Exactly. Okay. okay. I didn't even know that. That's I learned something new every day. <laughs> <laughs> Clue two. Lived in Barbados. That's Rihanna. Actually, it's both. Oh, is it? Oh, my gosh. Really? Ninana. Um, so Rihanna was born and raised there. But Nina Simone fled the U.S. to live in Barbados later in life. Oh, 
my gosh. Did she end up living there for the rest for like the end of her life? Do you she know? died in Paris, but okay, she did wow. live there for a little time and a couple of other countries as well. So that's a similarity. Was she trying to escape the law? I'm just curious. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think she's trying to skip the next clue, which is in okay an, <laughs> in an abusive relationship. Oh, that's definitely a Ninana. It's both. Yes, you got it. Wow. Chris Brown and um, Nina's husband, her yes. manager. Yeah. All right. Okay. Had an album called Good Girl Gone Bad. I know I should know this, but I don't. Um, I'm going to say Rihanna, though. Yep, you got it. Okay. Nina Simone has an album called Little Girl Blue, so they both have girl in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Had a song banned? Um, Ninana. Exactly, both of them. Yes. So Nina Simone's Mississippi Goddamn, which we talked about when we yep. chatted about her, and Rihanna, her song S&M was banned in 11 countries. Oh, Wow. And then Mississippi Goddamn was banned in several states. Okay, got it. All right, almost done. You're doing great. Uh, on Rolling Stone's 100 Greatest Singers of All Time list. Ooh, ooh. I mean, for sure Nina Simone was on that list, but I'm going to guess Ninana. You got it. Yay. So Nina Simone is in the top 50. She's the 21st and Rihanna is 68th. Okay. That's so cool. I know. So you see, they have a lot, a lot. They really do. Two more clues. You are really doing great. So has won a Grammy award. Ninana. Nope. If you can believe it. (gasps) Has Rihanna not won a Grammy yet? The other way around. So Rihanna's won seven and Nina Simone never won a Grammy wow she was that's only nominated twice that's crazy to me she had won several special awards um but not a grammy award and okay uh, yeah it's it's too bad so sad and also shows that awards aren't everything for sure um, you know they're not a representative of people's talent um, overall so i agree and also back in that day too i just don't think women were honored as much in general so that may have been an influence back then as well so you know we yeah. have a bunch of you know uh, probably a lot more male voters on the grammy side versus you know now there's probably a little bit more of a mixed crowd so anyway yeah yeah good point all right final clue for the win because i think you aced it you got just one um wrong so this one's the final, tied with okay. Dangerous, Dangerous Pisces. <laughs> oh, I love it. Accused of being a devil worshiper. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. I think this could be either, but I'm going to say Rihanna. Yes, you're right. And it, it actually, I would accept that or both. Okay. Because she has been accused of being a devil worshiper and Nina Simone was accused of playing devil's music. So I'd okay. say that they're, it's both, but it really yes. that specific clue was Rihanna. So 
Okay. Yeah. I, I, I almost said Ninana. So um, good instincts there on my side. Woohoo. I love it. Woo-hoo. That was really cool to hear all the similarities between those two. You know, Jen, this weekend I was thinking, I really want to be a TV game show writer. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh my gosh, yes. You'd be great at it. <laughs> I love drafting these trivia questions. Oh my gosh, so good. So good. You get so creative. And, and you know, I, I just think um, it's this totally makes sense. Like, it's no surprise that there are so many things that they have in common. So, cool. Woohoo! Well, I am ready for yours. All right, so my trivia is all about Miss Drew. I'm going to continue the the Drew Barrymore trend. Though we already learned a lot about her just in the chocolate tasting. Let's keep going with that. So um, I just have a few questions about Drew, and let's just see if if you can guess the answers. I'm ready. Okay. So Drew's grandfather, John Barrymore, played split personalities in a movie in 1920 can you guess what that movie was oh my gosh i know movies but 1920 i know that's why i thought you might you might know this one must have been a silent film oh hunchback of notre dame no 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 but i mean you're right it's a good classic so if you think about split personalities you might be able to guess it oh jekyll and hyde yes exactly good job woohoo you gave me a little hint but i did that's okay it still counts um, okay, so Drew Barrymore is also an author, and she's written three books. Can you name any of them? Hmm. Is one called Jeremy and Me for her dragon? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> but no, maybe she'll do that later. Maybe that will be her next book. Um, a child star. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah, she actually wrote a memoir at age 15, and that was her first book. It was called Little Girl Lost. Mm-hmm. And um, and then in 2014, she released a photography book called Find It in Everything. Mm-hmm. And then she wrote an autobiographical essay book called Wildflower. And that was released in 2015. Oh, it shows she has a lot of varied interests. And also, I do think Pisces would be good at photography. Right? Yes, I totally agree with that, too. Yeah. Very observant. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So um, she also got drunk for the very first time at age nine years old. And she was at a fellow Pisces birthday party. Can you guess who that birthday party was? Ooh. Um, maybe somebody related to a child star that we've talked about um i will say this person was a little bit older than her okay not like a lot but a little bit so she may have had a crush on this person (laughs) or or maybe at at one of his friends at the party (laughs) oh my gosh did we talk about them we did talk about them Oh, my brain isn't working. Please tell me. <laughs> it was Rob Lowe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she actually, I guess, did a slow dance with Emilio Estevez at the party. So I don't know if you remember that kind of brat pack that was popular back in, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. And yes, I do remember the brat pack. I was actually thinking Molly Ringwald, but then... 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's an Aquarius. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So um, at age 14, after a suicide attempt, she got clean and um, a rock star actually helped her get clean. So can you tell me who that rock star was? He, she actually lived in his house for a little while and he helped her um, after her um, rehab stint. Rockstar, rockstar. Hmm. Eddie Vedder? I don't know. It's David Crosby. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So both David Crosby and his wife are survivors of alcohol and drug abuse, and um, he really wanted to help her out. So, and as you know, she was emancipated, right? So, so um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he was somebody that was central to her life and helping her get clean. Very cool. Is she still clean? I think so. Yeah. I mean, Very she may cool. have, she may have not stayed like hundred percent clean right after that, but I think now she is. Yeah. Way to go, Drew. I know, Drew. You've been through it, sister. Um, okay. Just a couple more questions. Um, I'm, age... I'm zero for zero. <laughs> You're not zero for zero. You got the first one. You got the first one. Okay. Um, at age 19, in 1995 she posed for a very famous magazine and it was very controversial can you guess what magazine it was oh well i'm gonna guess playboy yes (laughs) the only other one i know is hustler so (laughs) yes and she and that's what's funny is after she um posed in that her godfather steven spielberg sent her some clothes with a note that said something like cover up so oh my gosh that's not kind of funny i know um so speaking of her godfather as we mentioned earlier was steven spielberg and do you know who her godmother was because she was also a famous person Mm. carrie fisher nope you want to guess one more time (laughs) Mm. someone else big during the time Well, I mean, Rita Wilson is his wife. Oh, no, wait, that's Tom Hanks' wife, Kate Capshaw. Um, Sally Field? Nope, it was Sophia Loren. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? I thought that was kind of a cool one. That is really cool. Well, I'm going to ace the next Drew Barrymore trivia. You definitely are. You definitely know. And who knows? Maybe you like a foreshadowed her next book. We'll see. Ooh. (laughs) I love it. Uh, So fun. Thanks, Jen. That was really informative. And and I really do like Drew Barrymore. I mean, she's, we've talked about it, but she's, she's a really good talk show host, very personable and yeah, doing great things. Like she has a great energy, as we mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I could have asked a lot more questions. She's, you know, a famous director. She's actually directed music videos, too. Um, And she's just multi-talented. And just like you said, like her personality and I'm just drawn to her energy. She's just so fun and youthful. And um, I don't know. There's something about her that reminds me of myself. I think that's why I like her so much. So. (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? What can I say? Well, speaking of energy, let's zip zap over to the sky this week and tell me what's going on with the energy of the planet. Let's do it. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, Not as much this next week, but the week after there's all kinds of cool stuff because this is um, really, and the other thing that's kind of cool about this is there's a lot of planet transits happening in the sign of 
Pisces. So not only is that Pisces season, but there's a lot happening inside Pisces. So it's kind of exciting in that way. I think it's kind of cool. Um, it's so Pisces can process its moods. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, lots of activity and this is a really good time to celebrate those fishies. So the other thing that's happening later this month is there's an eclipse happening. So I think that's going to be really interesting. And that's going to be in the oh, sign, wow. a lunar eclipse in the sign of Libra. Oh, beautiful. So, I know. Right. Um, but anyway, so March, March 1st, of course, the sun is in Pisces and it's going to be sextile Jupiter in Taurus. So there'll be some big opportunities. You'll be feeling grounded and you'll want to just pursue what, whatever feels right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, on the second, um, that Pluto and Aquarius is going to be sextile moon and Sag. So you'll feel empowered. You'll be feeling creative. You'll want to go on some adventures, that kind of thing. Um, also, Venus is in Aquarius, and on March 3rd, it'll be square Uranus and Taurus. So this is actually kind of a big day. One of the things that's kind of happening over, the, over this month is that Venus and Uranus are kind of coming together, which is, I think, happening later on in April. But they're kind of moving towards each other. So mm. um, it's kind of interesting because Venus is really, like um, – really prominent and so a lot of relationship love stuff anything that's around venus is going to come up a lot this month um but being square with the uranus and taurus you might just get kind of annoyed at something you might want to lash out in your relationships but just breathe in feel the feel the love feel the love that's happening and try and and uh not let it you know get you into the kind of rash actions here mm-hmm. i'll put on some of the pisces musicians Yes. Love songs. (laughs) Perfect. There's so many of them. Um, So Mercury is also in Pisces and it's going to be sextile Uranus in Taurus. And so you'll might be having some unique problem solving skills happening. You'll get some great ideas. You'll be feeling enthusiastic about the pivot. Like you might want to like change things up and you'll be feeling excited to do that. So this is going to be kind of fun. And that's on March 4th. And then on the 5th, the moon will be in Capricorn and it's going to be sextile the sun in Pisces. So you'll be really feeling that confidence, like confident confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like extra confident. (laughs) John Travolta strutting confidence. (laughs) Exactly. I love it. And then um, that moon in Capricorn will be sextile Neptune in Pisces on the 6th. So this is a day you'll be feeling kind of empathetic, um, a really good time for that connection with people, um, compassion and caring for them on the 6th. And then things start really lightening up in the sky on like March 7th, 8th, 9th, um, on the 7th. The moon in Aquarius is going to be square Jupiter in Taurus. So you might be kind of feeling a little bit lazy. Just go ahead and, you know, that might be a good day to binge some Netflix. (laughs) And um, otherwise, because otherwise it might just take you a minute to get shit done. So this is like a good day. Like I think March 7th, if you can, chillax because yeah. other thing because there's gonna be a lot of energy happening in the sky after the seventh mm-hmm. um on the eighth it's a really big day mercury's in pisces and it's conjunct with neptune and pisces um so you'll be having some huge imagination going on some fantasy really good time to be creative um and then like i said the next week after that there's all kinds of stuff happening um, in Pisces and, you know, and that eclipse coming later in the month. So, um, you know, take your time on the seventh, get ready for some big, some big shit going down. Very cool. Thanks for that, Jen. 
Ooh, I always feel overwhelmed. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? If you're not feeling great one day, the next day, there's something new happening. Yeah, that's the truth. There's always something moving and happening up in the sky. So moving and grooving. Your mood can go from one direction to another. (laughs) Truth. Truth, sister. Truth. Well, this has been a full episode of really diving into a lot of diverse celebrities from the dangerous to the classic to the comedic to the geniuses i mean i could go on and on right the child stars the, the child stars. swooners like so many i mean i'm just i have to tell you i'm in love with pisces i really am i'm i'm loving this season i'm loving everything about it it's really fantastic and i'm gonna fully indulge in my fantasy and my emotions oh me too right after this episode <laughs> <laughs> i mean let's face it we've been a little all over the place but hey this is how pisces is making me feel everybody exactly pisces is kind of all over the place going into different directions and multifaceted and and shiny shiny things <laughs> shiny things dragon fruit and black lava sea salt so uh-huh. don't forget to grab a bar that makes you feel like pisces and dedicated to your favorite celeb and uh how should we end this episode i mean i could sing a little nina the song she actually was nominated for for a grammy is called go to hell so her devil worshiping oh my gosh that's awesome yes so it goes now if your mind lies in the devil's workshop and evil dwends your thrill, trouble and mischief is all you live for and you know darn well, then you go to hell, you go to hell something like nice. that nice i love it you devil you that was amazing cara and all you devil worshiping earthlings out there go listen to some nina go listen to some rihanna and Woo. uh some we'll snm and some yes. go to hell <laughs> i say hell where your natural soul burns hell where you pay for your sins okay everybody <laughs> <laughs> Go pay for your sins, and we'll see you next week. Can't wait to talk about compatibility. Woohoo! And all of the great matches in chocolate, and we may have a special guest, so stay tuned. We may. We probably will. Can't wait. We'll tell you who it is next week. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Yeah. I dream of chocolate, chocolate, bate, bate, chocolate. Yeah. I dream of chocolate, chocolate, bate, bate, chocolate. Yeah, chocolato, chocolati, chocla, chocolato, chocolata, chocolate, yeah, brahma cacao, chocolate, chocolate, I like chocolate.